Welcome back. This is the soft count. Last night felt like the first night of football, really. The Hall of Fame game, maybe it was like the matchups, too. Like, I don't really give a shit about that matchup that they had. And uh, I don't know, last night there was two games on, and it felt like real football as I was watching it. We got to see some of the Titans' new quarterback, Malik Willis. When he came in, it was like, oh, my God. Wow. Okay. There's Mike. There's Mike Vick out there, right? I mean, that's what it looked like. It was like, holy shit, this guy can really run, and he's got a cannon. And he's kind of short. And, you know, it's funny. The Titans were the number one ranked team going into the playoffs last year, and they get bounced. Nobody's ever afraid of them. And everybody thinks Mike Vrabel's this amazing head coach. He's good. (laughs) Here's the other thing, though. Malik Willis is out there balling the fuck out. Takes the lead in the game. And these coaches are like, oh, well, we don't, we're not really, we don't care about winning, you know, winning the game. And it's like, okay, tell that to your players in the locker room after the game (laughs) that they didn't just lose and it didn't matter. They all feel like they just lost. And when a lot of these teams back in the day used to go like 0 4 in the preseason, there were a couple exceptions, right? Like the Patriots and like Peyton Manning's team were notorious for being like 0 4 in the preseason and then you know they ball out but those guys didn't play in the preseasons not much and they I don't know it was just a different different time but you look at a team like the the Ravens and they're like 21 and 0 right now in the in the preseason and they are a great regular season team they've struggled in the playoffs but that's you know that's it's the playoffs <laughs> everybody struggles in the playoffs it take it's a it's, it's a hurdle that most teams can't get over once you're there like what do we do it's a different game all of a sudden. But Frabel did something last night. He pulled Malik Willis, and then after the game he said, well, he wasn't throwing the ball, and I wanted him to throw the ball, so I put in Logan. And I don't even know who the fuck Logan is, but the fact that his name is Logan and I don't know who you are, it's like that tells me everything I need to know about Logan. And you drafted this guy. And as I'm watching Malik Willis play last night because there's you didn't really get to see him play in college. You played at fucking Liberty. Don't tell me you like watched all the footage. Like there just isn't footage. <laughs> all the clips you saw during the draft, that's that's like what everybody saw there, you know, unless you had a fucking scout at some of his games. Like you don't know what this guy played like. Now what's interesting about Malik Willis as I'm watching him, he is not an option read quarterback. That's he's not like when I was watching it, he is like a classic scrambling quarterback, similar to Mike Vick. Like I drop back, I don't see what I like in the first read, and I run. Or I scramble around a little bit, and then I throw. Or I can throw a really deep bomb. I mean, it, it was really, really reminiscent. Like as I was watching it, it was like a flashback. And he wears number seven, you know, and he's jacked. Mike was pretty jacked. And as I was watching him, I'm like, man, I love this. But as a coach, I can see how, especially a defensive coach like Mike Vrabel, like they can't handle it. He can't handle it. Malik Willis will never be able to succeed with Mike Vrabel as his coach because Mike just won't be able to handle it. What's actually going to happen back there? The magic that happens with a quarterback like that, he won't be able to handle it. Now, he can try to – what's funny about the option read is it is it was a way in some ways – it was brought in the NFL, especially in college. It happened on accident. Like Rich Rodriguez, like did it by accident. 
and saw it on footage and was like, oh, my God, look, this defensive end bit on this play fake that the quarterback ended up keeping the ball with on accident. And if we just read that defensive end all the time and then all of a sudden Pat White's running for like 400 yards and they were looking at one thing on the defense. In the NFL, the option read is almost a way for the quarterback or for the coaches to control the quarterback's running. A lot of a lot of uh, Lamar Jackson's running is not ad-libbed. It is de- by design. When you watch it, it's like he drops back. It's not even a read. It's like a halfback delay, but it's a quarterback delay, right? He takes one step, plants his foot, and then runs forward. Or it's an option read. Most of it's not like I drop back, I do a couple reads, and then I scramble. I mean, some of it, just like everybody, but that's more of a Kyler, Kyler Murray, right? He scrambles to throw mostly. Malik Willis is a, like, I drop back, I don't see what I like, and I run. And it, it is very ad-lib. It is not by design. And Vrabel, when he does go to Malik Willis this year, because they will, if Tannehill struggles at all, they're going to go to that guy. I mean, Tannehill, here's the thing, though. Here's why I think Tannehill can hold him off. Tannehill can get you to the playoffs. He's proven it. They can be the number one seed with Ryan Tannehill. Now, they had A.J. Brown last year, and they don't have him. They had Julio Jones last year. They don't have him. They don't have a lot of shit. And so if he just, like, if all of a sudden he can't, if he's just not good all of a sudden, I'm telling you right now, Derrick Henry with this Malik Willis dude in the backfield, (laughs) I mean, listen, it won't work for 10 years, but it'll work for a half a season, and nobody will be able to figure it out for a half a season. And then next year, it'll be dead. You know, they'll have to come up with a new scheme. But it'll be like the Dolphins with Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams a few years ago. They just, like, took their quarterback out of the game. They're like, fuck it. This, we don't even need a quarterback. We'll just have Ronnie Brown throw the ball once in a while, and these two guys will run the Wildcat. And it worked for a season. And then all of a sudden, every team had a little wildcat package, and then it, and then defense is caught up, and now nobody runs the wildcat. Nobody. And when you do see a team, you're like, oh, my God, they're in the fucking wildcat. And then the running back takes the ball and runs for a yard up the middle. It, just, it doesn't work anymore. It's already dead. But the kind of shit I would be doing if I had a quarterback, a real quarterback that can run like Malik Willis and Derrick Henry, I mean, that's shit I do in, like, Madden. Like, I get a fucking middle linebacker to play running back with my quarterback that's you know a wide receiver (laughs) that can run like the wind and it's like fuck it I would just I would torture defenses with those two guys for this season and then you know figure something else out they don't have any wideouts they don't have any I don't know what the hell they're gonna do it'll be a it was a sweet it was a sweet game the other game that happened last night that was pretty kick-ass, uh, obviously, was the, the Patriots game. And when you watch the Patriots game, I want to actually bring up some numbers on that. A couple things I found very interesting was the Patriots looked good. I don't know what people are going to be saying in the media. I don't know how people are going to grade them. I know people are still bitching about who's the who's the offensive coordinator, who's the guy. It's like, well, I don't know. And, and you can tell that Bill's been watching the media because they, they were like, well, we will know who the guy is because the quarterback will just walk over and talk to the guy. And they kept walking over and talking to Judge and Patricia. They were standing together, and the guys would walk over and talk to, to the both of them. I thought their offense looked good. 
They made some nice plays. This new Thornton guy they've got, he's really small, but he is lightning. People forget, like, Chris Olave and all these guys came out this year, and they ran in, like, the four twos. This dude ran the fastest 40. And he put on – he gave a, uh, like, Hunter Renfro route where he kind of did a dig in and out and caught a touchdown, and it was slick. And I was like, ooh, that guy is quick. He's going to be making people look dumb. Now – their starters didn't even play for New England. These were all the backups, and they looked solid. They looked organized, and I thought they looked. Uh, I thought they looked good. People think that people think they're going to struggle. They're not. It's Bill Belichick. Now, here's something else I want to mention about Bill. It was like my epiphany. Something like went off in the back of my mind. I've had a love hate relationship with Bill Belichick. I go, I go from I love this dude to I fucking hate him, obviously, because he's just a dick. To, he's really great. He's really great. But this epiphany went off in my mind last night as I was watching him at the podium. He's really shitty to the media. I'm not really the media, right? I'm just like this dude in my basement with tattoos that gambles too much and smokes too much weed. And I don't know. Some of you listen to me. <laughs> like, I'm not, when I say the media, like, it's not me. Like, I don't make any money doing this shit. I just like it. It's fun. But fucking. The way he talks to them, he he treats football as if it's this private club, and everybody is, everybody else is just you're privileged to get to watch what we're doing over here. And if he were poor, I would totally support that kind of mentality. However, Bill Belichick is a generationally wealthy man now. He's made so much money. His houses are amazing. He lives the best life. He is super rich because. People watch this sport. And the media part of it, like, he treats these people like dogs. He acts like the fans don't matter and these questions don't matter. People want to know. Now, Bill, if you were, like, totally fine being poor and having this be a private club that only you guys play and it's like this fucking gladiator thing that, you know, you have to play to watch, it's like a secret society, fine. But it's a public sport. You've... You have benefited so much from football financially to the point where it, it almost seems when you talk on the podium to these people and treat them like shit and don't answer questions, it just loses it. It's lost its touch with me now. When I hear you act that way, I'm like, man, you're just a rich cocksucker. Like you don't even you don't even like appreciate what these people have done for you. Like you could go coach high school football somewhere and not answer questions if you wanted to. And it could be as competitive as you could want it to be in your mind. You could go 50-0 and 0 in a couple years in, in high school football, and it could be this ultra-competitive thing for you, and you could make no fucking money, and it could just be this secular thing. But instead, you work for the NFL. You get paid millions. Why? You want to be there because you get paid millions. So answer some fucking questions with some fucking dignity and treat these people with some dignity. It's gotten to the point where I'm like, dude, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, it's not cute anymore. It's it's actually, like, from a person like me that's, like, broke as fuck watching you treat people like that, I'm like, man, you're just, like, a fucking cocksucker, and I don't like you now. Like, these people are just trying to make a buck off the NFL. They're all media people. Everybody's there. Try- everyone in this room right now, in this media room with Bill, St- everyone, is all trying to make some money off the NFL, including you, Bill. If it was just about football, like I said, you'd be coaching at a fucking middle school somewhere. But it's not. It's about making money. So treat these people with the same dignity that you expect people to treat you with. 
it's like gotten to the point where I'm like, man, you're fucking embarrassing. It's like, ugh, this is not cool anymore. You're a fucking cunt for no reason to these people that have made you extraordinarily rich. It, it's like, why? Even these other coaches, you know, that they don't want to be there either, but at least they're like cordial. Andy Reid. Andy Reid has like, he like recognizes, like, man, I am, these people have made me a wealthy man. Like, I, I love football and I love being rich and I'm going to, and he's just nice. <laughs> it's like, why, why wouldn't you be? I don't get it. I don't get it at all, really. There's five preseason games tonight. That's pretty sweet. At 6 o'clock, the Lions and the Falcons are playing. So I actually didn't realize that the Lions were on hard knocks. And I just kind of like, after their draft, and even after the way they played last year, I kind of liked their team. I was like, man, they they were in so many close games last year. I know they lost a shit ton of games. I mean, all the games. They had the second pick overall. They lost a ton of games. But they lost them by like three and seven points, you know? And it was like, man, this team's like almost there. And then they got a couple players. I really like their head coach. I, I mean, Jared Goff's a, not it, but he's fine. He's, like, good enough. He's been to a Super Bowl, for fuck's sake. He, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo to me. I know a lot of people are like, man, Jimmy G, blah, blah, blah. Jimmy's so fucking good. It's like, man, Jared Goff's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He is. He's taller, he, and he doesn't get hurt, which is why he's better. <laughs> like, end of story. But he, I mean, they're going into a year that's pretty big for them. They got Jamison Williams out of Alabama, who I think is going to be a fucking superstar. He's not going to play right away because he's hurt, but, man, he's going to be a stud. And so I just think they're going to parlay that into a couple, like seven wins this year at least. I think they're going to be really good. And they, like I said, I, their division I, I think the I think is open. The Packers suck. They're playing the Falcons tonight. We're going to get to see some more uh, young players. The Falcons drafted, uh, I believe they drafted the Ritter kid out of Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure that's where he went. And so we'll get to see him play tonight. Those, all those rookies, they, they play hard. They want to win. Players want to win the game. I know I know. there's like this stip, this idea that players don't, like people don't care about the preseason. But most of your starters aren't even playing. So it's the other guys that are playing. And they want to win. And your energy is just better going into practice that week when you win. When you lose, it's worse. It's just, you know, it's just better vibes. Keep the vibes going positive. Some coaches are like, we'll learn more when our team sucks and we'll have a harder practice all week and it'll be killer. And it's like, no, your team will just be miserable and everybody will be bummed going into next week. I'd rather just win all the time. Keep the keep riding high all the time. I don't care if it's the fucking preseason, if it's the regular season, or if it's the playoffs. We win. I'd be trying to win the preseason games. The other thing that's interesting tonight is 7 o'clock, the Jacksonville Jaguars are taking on the Cleveland Browns. And get this, the Browns are going to go ahead and start Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it's like, why, dude? You guys know he's not playing, right? He's not. They're not going to let this dude play this year. And you're going to play him in the preseason game? What for? I, what if he roll, goes out there and blows his knee out or some shit? You know, like, oh, my God. The fucking Cleveland Browns and Stefanski, like he won coach of the year. And then they got rid of his quarterback and brought in Deshaun Watson. I, can, can you imagine? I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> now they're talking about Jimmy G going there. I doubt that. 
I will say this about the Cleveland Browns. They are very deep on offense. Their third string running back is that Dearness guy. Some something Dearness, Dearness Johnson, maybe. He's really talented. He's fast. So he'll get to play a lot tonight. They've got they're deep at quarterback right now as far as backups go. They got Brissett, they've got Dobbs, and they've got Josh Rosen. So they're gonna rotate some quarterbacks tonight. And uh they'll probably get a win. Bengals and Cards are playing. The Jets and the Eagles, the Niners and the Packers. I was going to do a pick em. Like, I was going to do some parlays and stuff. If you want to do a five-way parlay and take the favorites, I think that's probably the best bet, aside from the Jaguars. The Browns are actually not favorited tonight, but it's a pick em. Jags are minus 120. Browns are minus 115. So it's a pick em thing. I was going to do a little segment, but I think we're going to hold off on football segment betting until the first seat, the first week of the season before we get super heavy into it. I was just looking at even like after watching the game last night, it's like anybody that says they know what's going to happen in these games is fucking lying. They, they are so the games are so insane. And you have coaches like Mike Vrabel that are just pulling guys out that are kicking ass because he's mad that he didn't, you know, throw the ball when he ran and, and he ran for a touchdown or something. I like it. They're unpredictable, they're unreliable. But yeah, make a little five-way parlay, take the favorites tonight. I'm okay. I'm, I'd be all right with that. I think the Lions are going to get a win tonight. They're minus 141. And now that they're on hard knocks, like those guys are trying to win in the preseason. I, trust me. D- that's the only bet I would make tonight. Detroit Lions minus 140. That's pretty good odds. I also like San Francisco minus 150 against Green Bay. Those are the two bets I like. The other games... I'm not into it. The Bengals' backup quarterback couldn't even tell you who it is. I don't know who the Eagles' backup is either. I have no idea. I don't know who Trevor Lawrence's backup is. So it'll be fun tonight. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of fucking people. You have no idea who these fucking people are. Almost every game is like minus plus 100. There's like no (laughs) – nobody knows, including Vegas. And they're like, everything's a pick (laughs) I will say this about betting in the preseason. One of my – one of my, like, if I were to be betting, which I'm not really, by the way, guys. I got torched a week ago, and I'm kind of broke now. <laughs> but one of the things I, in the past, would bet on in the preseason, I bet on coaching. Who's got the better coaches? And that usually is the safest bet. Because the team with the better coaches will have the, the depth prepared for their game. They, they run better schemes. It just looks better. Usually get a, a win. The other thing that's not a nice bet in the preseason is the first half bet. Who do you think is going to be winning in the first half? So if a team's starting their starters for a couple drives and they get a touchdown, a lot of times they'll be leading at half. And so that's another good bet to look at if you're if you're interested. Like I said, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you really any picks because I'm not making any myself. I usually I will not tell you about picks unless I'm betting myself. I'm not going to tell you guys to bet on something, and then I don't, I don't bet on it. So, like I said, I, I'm busted. <laughs> so, no, no preseason bets for me, really. The favorites are usually a good way to go. Take the coaching that you like better. Uh, not nothing too big here on the, on that end. Maybe next week on the second week of the preseason, I'll I'll have a I'll have some more money to throw down. We'll see. UFC night tomorrow. We've got Dominic Cruz and Marlon Vera in the main event. Marlon Vera is minus 250. I don't know, man. Listen, I'm gonna do my fight night pickums as a separate as a separate pod after the fight after the weigh in. I'm gonna watch it tonight. 
ceremonial weigh-in, and I'll try to just get it up tonight. I don't like doing it before I see the weigh-ins. But I'll say this, Dominic Cruz being plus 190, that's crazy. I don't know, man. Marlon Vera, I've never been huge on Rob Font, and he beat him up pretty bad, and he's beat he's beat a few guys. Dominic Cruz is an all-time great, and for him to be plus 190, that's pretty crazy. If he were to get a W tomorrow, like he's going to be looking at a title shot again. He's been on a little bit of a tear. David Onama is minus 300 tomorrow night. Uh, that's a big That's a big yeah. He's going to kick some ass. Uh, Ariana Lipsky is fucking sweet. She's minus 208. Angela Hills plus 260. And Lupita Godinez, she's minus 350. That fight will be fun. Lupita has been badass. Both of these chicks, I mean, it's funny. Angela Hills got a terrible record, and people will bring that up. But I'm like, she looks like she gets better every time she fights. She's pretty good. I don't, I don't hate it. There was a, oh yeah, Ode Osborne is like way on the early card. He's been a guy that's just been tearing people apart. I've been making money on him pretty much every time he fights. But now he's minus two sixty three. I think the last time he fought he was minus one fifty, and now he's minus two sixty. He's been killing people. So you might look for a, a, a knockout or something like that. We'll look at that a little bit uh, deeper after I see Tyson Nam weigh in. I want to see these guys' size. I love it when they stand next to each other. I like to get an idea of who's going to really have the the strength advantage. Not that that always matters. Uh, It didn't matter last week with Jamal Hill, but still, it's a good, uh, good philosophy. So I'll check back in a little bit later this evening after the ceremonial weigh in to give you the fight night pickems. And uh, yeah. We'll get the weekend rolling. I'm actually going to miss some of the fights tomorrow. I got roped into doing some work for a guy that I shouldn't have done, but whatever. I'll be I'll be back and checking out the main card. So, But the early prelims I probably will miss, which is a bummer. So, anyway, talk to you guys soon. Peace. <laughs>